Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Divorce Angel podcast. I don't know, can you believe it? How many weeks have we been in lockdown now? Doesn't matter where we are in the world, it seems to be through every country and we're all struggling just a little bit, I suppose, with being locked up for as long as it's been. Um, there's really no 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 end in sight, I suppose, until we get a cure for this coronavirus. But if you're listening to this episode in years to come, uh, it's been an exciting time for a lot of us, but we're getting through it and hopefully not being able to get into any sort of time machine and know what it's like in the future. Hopefully we all come out of this as much better people and a happier society. What I wanted to talk today about is why worrying about what others think is keeping you stuck. And it's such an it's such a great topic because a little while ago, someone said to me, well, how do I tell everyone that we're getting a divorce? Like, What do I say? And the truth of the matter is, it really doesn't matter what you say. You're always going to upset someone. There's always going to be someone that's not happy with how you've said it or what you've said, because people feel like they have to pick a side. So they might believe what your partner is saying more than they believe you or they feel like they've got to pick a side or who knows everyone's interpretations and stories that they tell themselves have some form of bearing on how they receive information and at what point during the divorce process or the separation process do you actually start to tell people and how exactly do you tell the people about such a life-changing event because you can't just go out and have pomp and ceremony and say, guess what, you know, I'm getting a divorce. And I think I've talked about this previously in a podcast. I had a friend and they owned a reception centre and he was saying at a particular stage, divorce parties were getting, were becoming really big, just as big as Debs and not as big as weddings, but as big as Debs and sort of those sorts of things. And, you know, they'd be black flowers. He told me about one party where the woman had invited all of her ex-husband's friends to come around and to celebrate the divorce like it's all a little bit morbid in my eyes really but how everyone ends their relationship is really up to them the the funny thing is right is divorce doesn't need to be hard we humans make it hard if we could take away all of the emotion from what needed to be done, we could get it done really quickly. But by the time we involve the lawyers and we get all emotional and we react and everything else that's associated with it, before we know it, let's be honest, we're living in a pile of shit. And it's just, if I could say to someone right now, like I was talking about before with 
you know, time travel, if I could say to someone right now, if you make this decision, these are going to be the consequences, but I'm going to put you in a time machine right now and send you forward two or three years. And I want you to look back at what you did and think, did I do everything the right way? And if I did everything the right way, is there anything I would do better even still? If I can get people to think like that, what happens is their decisions are are different because being reactive, it just it costs it costs money, it costs time, and I talk about it quite often. And our emotions become rampant, and when they're rampant, we just make really bad choices. So think about it and. Whatever you're going through right now, ask yourself in two years or three years or five years or 10 years, would I look back and think, did I do that in the best way I possibly can? Because here's the kicker. If you didn't say or do something, would your ex-partner have retaliated the way they did? It's like a boxing match. If no one throws a punch in a boxing ring, then there's really no fight, is there? But you just think about it. Someone throws one punch, the next person has to throw a punch back until someone's knocked out and someone wins. Why, oh, why does it have to be like that? Why can't it just be civil? Why can't rather than throwing a party and having black roses and um, inviting your ex-husband's mates, why do we have to rub it in our faces like that? Why can't we just be happy with okay, it didn't work out, now let's move on and let's have a bigger and better life. Why do we have to be so vindictive and nasty? Now, not everyone is like that. A very small majority is not like that. But if we were like that very small majority, what would happen? There would be no job for lawyers. There would be no need for judges because what do we need a judge to be making a decision about? We've done it ourselves and I'm working with a couple at the moment and they will have everything done within probably a two-month time frame. They've sat down, done a, you know, done a spreadsheet. They have been so amicable and the reason being is because they know there's a bigger picture. If I could get everyone to think like that, the outcome would be so different because When we started and this client had her separation conversation with her husband, she started from a very, very place of being amicable and grateful for everything that they'd built together. And because of that, the language she used and the way she spoke to him, he then reacted to that and didn't get bombastic or nasty or vindictive. And for those of you who haven't left your relationship yet, If you want to know more about how we did that talk or how I coached her through that, go to my website and have a look on the Action Centre, which is under Programs. Now, the Action Centre is free. It's got a whole lot of free resources in there. And I think that it's a a five or seven video series program or course in there on how to tell your husband or your wife that you want to separate and there's videos there's a workbook and things like that to help you guys get through it and to really start from a place of being amicable 
because that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And it gets me so inspired because if I can get more people to start at the very beginning in the right way, then it will end in the right way too. I'm such a true believer in that. We worry about what everyone else thinks. And there's this clip that I've watched and it's got Elvis Presley in it. He's very overweight and it's really at the end of his um, his career. He's overweight, he's playing the piano, he's sweating, you know, you can see that his belly is just bursting, he's bright red and he starts to sing Unchained Melanie. And what I noticed is his voice is still beautiful. He still, when he sings, the audience is still just in awe by the skills that this man has. But when you watch the video and you read the comments, people are just commenting on, oh, he looks so unwell, he's so overweight, all these things. And, you know, rightfully so, he was all those things. But what I'm trying to say here is the man had a voice that made people feel joy. People felt differently because music has the ability to move us and to change our thoughts and how we feel. And even though he was able to do that, people still looked at him, commented on his appearance, even though his songs brought joy and, and his movements made people smile. In other words, you just can't please everyone, even if you are the very, very best at what you do. Let me repeat that. It doesn't matter. Even if you are the very, very best at what you do, everyone will still have an opinion on what you do and how you say it. Keeping that in mind, if you are going to start to tell people that you guys are separating, what's the best way to go about it? So number one is the people that you least expect may be your greatest supporters. So my advice is to talk about your separation when you're ready. There's no rules around this. The people that you probably least expect may be your greatest supporters. And there's a lot of stigma around separation and divorce. And the truth is that that's just people's interpretations. And sometimes outside factors and opinions aren't always true and can cloud people's decisions. Like we spoke about this before. But I want you to step back and reframe this time of your life as another big piece of life-changing news. Imagine if you were talking to someone about a big promotion at work or maybe even being diagnosed with an illness. Who would you share this news with? Who would give you the reaction and support that you really want and need? And chances are pretty good that those same people that you would tell about this life-changing news also going to be the people that are really going to support you through your divorce process. The next one is probably unexpected opportunities can really arise when you tell people that you're about to get divorced. And what I mean by that, I witnessed it myself and I've seen it with some clients. When you start to inform your network about your divorce, sometimes it can lead to these unanticipated outcomes, such as your people at work might all of a sudden have a pipeline of friends or opportunities that they never really put forward to you before because they didn't think it was something that you would be interested in. 
And now knowing that you're going through a separation, they sort of might think twice and go, actually, this is an opportunity that might really suit X or Y because their circumstances are changing. And I've seen people that have been able to house it in some of the most amazing properties because all of a sudden they're single and they are moving out of their house. So great opportunities arise. Or an interstate posting, or it could even be something along the lines of you aren't getting put forward for a job, and this is very sexist, but because of reasons that are outside of your current situation, because you're seen as a homebody or that your family is your number one responsibility, and then because you're now getting divorced or separated, there's an opportunity for you to be able to do something different in the role that you're currently doing, and you could get promoted into a different position. And I know that sounds really bad in this day and age, but I've seen that happen. Opportunities can sometimes arise when you least expect it. And sometimes the bad at the moment, at that point where you feel it's really, really bad can turn into something good because another opportunity can present itself. And I want you to really also just just to keep it really a little bit subdued. Don't go out like we said at the start of the podcast with pomp and ceremony. There's nothing really to celebrate. You know, when you rebuild your life, that's a real point of celebration. That's a point where you can go, yes, I turned my life around. I've led by example and I've I've turned this terrible situation into something that is worth celebrating that's a whole different kettle of fish that's okay but the best way is to just release the information little by little taking your time so that you get used to your new situation yourself because you're going to repeat this story over and over again so make sure that you're controlling the narrative around what you say and how you say it and think twice about how you might want it to get back to your ex. So if you were to say something in a room and he or she was standing there, what would you want them to hear and what would you say? And then the other really good test for this, especially if you've got children, what would you want your children to think if they heard you talking about their parent? Because they love both of you no matter what. What would you say if they heard they would not get upset? It's just a litmus test for you to think about. And, you know, another great way of doing this, especially say if it was around Christmas time or birthdays or special occasions like that, if you were to send out a card and you do have children, a great way of announcing or telling people that you're now separate it could simply just be by putting your name and the children's names on there without your your ex-partner and then that's going to start a conversation but you know maybe you don't need to start it someone else might contact you and say look I noticed on the card this is what happened and even with social media and things like that today you know we, we change our status from maybe you know married to it's complicated who knows But those sorts of things. And I've previously done a podcast on when is the right time to take off your wedding ring. So both of these podcasts pretty much coincide with each other and could be helpful for you. It's a tough time 
make sure that you control the narrative because as I said, you're going to repeat this unfortunately, which isn't going to be very nice. It will wear you down by the end. But make sure that you say it from a place of truth, not from a place of how you feel, but stick to the facts. And there might be certain people that you can talk to and you can really let your guard down, but just be mindful of who you tell and what you say because it can get around. So worrying about what other people think is going to keep you stuck. So just remember that you're never going to please everyone. You've made this decision on your terms or you found yourself in this position and now you need to make sure that everything you do moving forward is what's going to make you happy. Because when you're happy, the people around you will be happy and the people that aren't happy really aren't your friends anyway. And we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. So that's it for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed it and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.